0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, we want to take a minute just to welcome you and thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday morning. We understand that there's some great churches around these parts, so thank you so much for joining us. If it's your very first time, thank you. Thanks for coming to check us out, and we're so encouraged and blessed that you are here. We just want to remind everybody that in a seat pocket somewhere in front of you, there should be a card that says, Connect. If you're brand new with us, we would love for you just to check that out, fill that out, and you can drop that in at the end of the service when the offering uh, comes along. That just helps us to know who you are and that we can follow up in any conversation we might need to, to tell you more about the church. But we also just want to say thanks to all of our online community. Thank you so much for watching today. All right. As you can see, I am not Pastor Gary Hey, we're going to have a good day today. Are you right? You ready, you're ready to, to dive into the word of the Lord? So back on the 4th of July, I had some friends over at, at our house and we, you know, we were doing what most people do, which is barbecue and we have a pool. And, and so we were playing games, we were playing cornhole and things like that. And, and it got to the point where it was getting too hot. So, okay, it's time to get in the pool. Now at our house, Uh, We have kind of this little three-foot ledge, and my kids kind of have a little habit of, okay, Dad, let's all jump together. And so we get on the little ledge, and we jump, and and we do a, a one, a two, a three. Now, I was getting in with them, and it was the time we were about to jump in. I had not yet been in the pool or anything, and so we jump in, one, two, three, and I jump in, and it was like an explosion goes off. I'm in the water, and all of a sudden, I don't know which way is up or down. I'm disoriented, I'm nauseous, and I'm like reaching for the wall. I only jumped three feet, people. Three feet. I'm nauseous, I grab the wall, and I'm like, what's going on? And I hold on for a minute, and I feel like I got some water in my ear, and I'm kind of doing one of these things. I'm trying to, you know, blow the water out of my ear, all those types of things. And I, I just can't get it, but at least my head isn't spinning anymore. So I'm hanging out with the family and friends, playing some games. And and all day, I still feel like I have water in my ear. And I'm just like, I can't hear out of this ear, right? And, and so one of them was like, hey, I heard that if you jump on your foot like this, it'll help come out. So I'm doing this Trying to get the water out of my ear. Still wasn't happening. Someone said, hey, well, maybe uh, if you put a little, like, drop of, like, rubbing alcohol in there, it'll help, like, draw it out. So I'm like, okay, at this point, I will try anything. So I go upstairs into the house, and, and I get some rubbing alcohol, and I squirt a couple little drops in there. And as it is traveling through my ear canal, this weird sensation starts. And I go,
1: "Ah!
0: my brain is on fire. (laughs) I am screaming in pain and then I'm running to the sink and I'm like trying to put my head under the sink and splash water all over me. So after a trip to the urgent care, (laughs) I find out that I actually ruptured my eardrum by jumping into the pool. You know what that means? I'm getting old. I jumped into water, people. Now, for the next several days, I was struggling to hear out of this ear. And I kept having to say, I I can't hear you. or, Or what did you say? And I remember feeling this familiarity with that phrase. And I thought, you know, how many times have I said that to God? I can't hear you. What what did you say? Maybe you're like me and maybe there's a season in life where you feel like you can't hear from God. Or maybe you're not really even sure how to hear from God at all. You're like, what does that really look like that's always kind of been mysterious to me? I'm not sure how to do that. Maybe you just feel like God has gone silent. You're not the first person who's ever felt that way. We're going to look at a story today in, in, in the book of Habakkuk. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, Habakkuk. Yes, that is a book in the Bible named Habakkuk. It's right next to You need to read your Bible more. It's in the end of the Old Testament. We'll be in chapter 2. I need to give you a little background information about this. The word Habakkuk, it actually means to embrace. So think of like a big hug, a big bear hug. It means to like kind of intertwine with. And in fact, some translations actually say that it actually means to wrestle, to wrestle. And Habakkuk 2, I still hear you looking for it. That's all right. Habakkuk, he was living in a land where there was lots of injustice, where there was lots of violence, there was lots of turmoil and the enemy was coming and invading this country and and Habakkuk had all these questions of why God, why is this happening and when are you going to do something about it? Maybe you've had questions of why God is this happening and when are you going to do something about it? And God at the end of Habakkuk he says look I'm using this enemy to come in and basically to do my will and to teach a lesson but I want you to know at the end I will take this enemy out. This Book of Habakkuk follows him in his journey, moving from fear into faith and, okay, God, I trust you. It follows his journey, moving from worry into worship. Okay, God, whatever you say, I'm on board. In Habakkuk chapter 2, he outlines how we can hear from God, starting in verse 1. It says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint, and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord said to me, write my answers plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The first thing I want you to understand when you need to hear from God is that you need to withdraw. Turn to your neighbor and say, withdraw, In the first part of verse 1, it says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. So what I want you to think is Habakkuk is climbing to a guard post. So he is high. I'm not going any higher. He is high above everybody. He has left the circumstances, the issues, the obstacles that were below. He has raised himself up so that he can see far and wide. He can see everything that is around He is withdrawn so that he can get a little closer to being able to see what's about to happen. Sometimes in our life, what we need to do is we just need to withdraw to a quiet place so we can hear from the Lord. We have to get ourselves away from the obstacles and the things just so you can get away just to, okay, God, okay, God, what do we do? We've got to learn to withdraw. And when you withdraw, you've got to learn to also stop the noise. We live in a world where there is so much noise around us. Noise can come through all sorts of things. It can come from your children. All the parents said yes and amen. Noise can come from your workplace, it can come from your neighbors, it can come from your cell phone, noise can come from all the distractions, the news, whatever is happening around your life. There is so much noise that can consume us that we can just be like, what, what, what? What did you say? Yesterday I was working in the attic in my house and I was doing some stuff up there and but I was also trying to communicate with my wife who was not in the attic, and my daughter decided to turn on the fan, and then the air conditioner unit inside the attic turns on, and it's boo! And she's trying to talk to me, and I'm trying to talk to her, and I'm like, if you're talking, I can't hear you! I'm just screaming. Because sometimes you just gotta turn off a couple of things so you can hear, so you can distinguish which voice is God's. But here's the problem some of us are afraid to be in silence. Some of us are afraid to be in silence. It takes practice, time to get away, time to withdraw towards God. So how do you position yourself? How do you withdraw? First and foremost, I would say try to find a quiet place. If that's your back porch, great. If that's you have a recliner somewhere in your house, great. If that's your kitchen table, that's great. Wherever it may be, have a place that you can withdraw from the quiet and the noise. For some of you, you may have to go in the bathroom and lock the door so your kids don't come in. I get it. I got young kids. They don't respect privacy. For some of you, your withdrawing may be your morning commute. For some of you, that may be lunch break. Instead of going out with everybody or whatever, that may be, oh, I'm just going to go sit on the park bench or go to spend some time with God somewhere. I want to give you a few tips on how you can meet with God Because you have to meet with God to hear from God. So what does that look like? you got to schedule it. I know some of you are so busy. It's like if it's not in your planner, it's not happening, so schedule it. Schedule it like it's any other appointment that was important to you. And guard that time and make it special. Sometimes people go, well, what time of day am I supposed to spend time with the Lord? Some people who are old school would be like... Well, that's got to be 5 a.m. I'm not sure God's awake at 5 a.m. <laughs> All my night hours are like, oh, thank you, thank you. For some of you, you are the early riser, So if 5 a 5 a.m. is it? Awesome. For some of you, you have 18 alarms to wake up to in the morning. And then someone has to throw water on your head. So maybe your time with God could be at lunch break. Or if you're the true night owl, maybe that's towards the end of the day, right before you go to bed. Wherever it is, have that time. Make it be consistent that you can spend with the Lord. But I would caution you with this. Don't just give God the leftovers of your day. Spend whatever time that you can feel like, I'm going to be at my best. And give that time to the Lord. When you miss an appointment with God, it leads to disappointment. The second part of Habakkuk 2 verse 1, it says, There I will wait. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to wait. To see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. That word wait, it means to stand. It means to remain. Look, Habakkuk says, I come up here to the tower and I'm going to stand and I am going to wait. How many of you know waiting can be hard? Right? Maybe not your best strength. Patience isn't your best strength. Because here's what happens if you're like me. If you're in any sort of a line, any sort of anything, and if it's been more than 30 seconds, this is what happens. Oh, yeah. Yep, uh, uh, yep. The Raiders and Lakers, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, social media, uh huh. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah, playing that game that I've been wanting to play, yep, uh huh, that I'm addicted to, uh huh. We can't wait. We don't know how. It takes practice, people. It takes practice in learning how to wait. Did you know that listening is harder than talking? Did you know that listening is harder than talking? All the men are like, mm hmm. <laughs> All the women are, uh huh. Uh-huh. Most women, they love to give the play-by-play, the full detail of every move of the entire day. I want to know the highlights only in under two minutes. (laughs) So while my wife, I love her, she can come home and she can relive the entire day. And in my brain, I am trying to fix it like okay well this is what you know if we were to do this or we were to do this like we would change this we could, and I, that's how my brain is working i'm a fixer i want to do this and like so then i kind of have checked out to what she's actually saying and then i'm just like okay please stop talking like i don't i'm not going to remember this when you ask me later like this is what's happening people i'm just being honest men if you're like me you're not alone all right try to give the highlights ladies try to give the highlights Listening is hard. When we're trying to listen to the Lord, that typically kind of comes in a moment of prayer. That's a way that we can hear from God is through prayer. But this is what it's like. When we just pray and, and we say something to God, this is what it's like that we do. We, it's like you were to call somebody on your phone and say, help! Hang up. Walk away into the next room. wait a second, you just screamed like, help, an emergency, and the person you were calling didn't even have a chance to respond. But this is how we treat God when we're trying to pray. We scream out, help, and then we just kind of walk away and do our own thing. We've got to spend time with the Lord, and we have to learn to listen some people go, well, what exactly are we listening for? Are we listening for that deep booming voice? Sarah, I'm talking to you. Or are you listening to, you know, a God that only knows how to speak in the King James and it's like, I the Lord saith to thee, to waiteth for more information. Or does God kind of come in that whisper, that quiet, and he just kind of lets you know? God can talk in a lot of ways, people. If you look throughout the Bible, there are some strange ways that God speaks. He speaks through a burning bush. He speaks through a donkey. He speaks through all kinds of things, and then he also speaks audibly. He speaks in a whisper. So what are we, Listening for. The next thing that we need to do is we need to learn how to watch. Turn to your neighbor and say, watch. In verse 1, the third part, it says, And watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. To watch means to observe, it means to look at, and it also means to lean in. So when you are watching the Lord, you are leaning in. When I was a kid, we did not have cable television. We had an antenna. And back in the day, people, they had these, like, bunny ear things. You know what I'm talking about? You only got, like, three channels. And, like, if it was slightly off direction, like... You know, one of those types of things. So then we would get smart, and then we would put tinfoil on the antenna. And then we're like, okay, we're going to move this and move this and doing all this stuff. And I remember growing up, it would be a thing with my brother and sister. It would be like someone go up there, and then someone would be out there being like, okay, yes, right there. Hold (laughs) it. And then you're like, walk away, walk away, walk away. they're like, wait, it's lost. And you're like, okay, okay. They're like, you're just going to have to stand there. No! When I was about 23 years old, I was moving into a new apartment and I wanted to get internet in the apartment. And the internet provider had come and they said, hey, you know for only like $10 more a month that you can get cable? And I was like, what? So the cable guy comes in and he hooks it up. And I turn on and I'm like, oh. And I didn't have to stand there with the bunny arm, you know, in tinfoil, looking like an alien and all that type of stuff. And it's, now I had access to so many channels. Did you know you, you have access to God every day? Even multiple times a day? You have access, but you've got to learn how to access it. So what does that look like? The first thing is to be in our word, to spend time in the word. Now look, if you're like, oh, I don't really know where to start, I don't really know what to to do, look, go to the Bible app, check it out on there. There's all kinds of devotional type things on there. There are plans to read the New Testament in a year, the whole Bible in a year. There's plans that are like one verse a day. They got plans for everything, topical type of things, all of that. I also want to throw this out there. There's a great resource called Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible. You can use that and you can dive deep into, well, what does this word mean? Like in the Greek and Hebrew and all that type of stuff. It's great resources and that's free. There's also something else for for those who, we look at like a book like Habakkuk or something else and we're like, I don't have any idea what this means. Like there's this other thing called the Bible Project. You should definitely... Definitely take a look at that. It is free as well. But what they do is they give you like the 30,000-foot view of what, what the scripture, what that book is talking about. And it's awesome and it's done in an animated form. All of those things will help you dive in. Dive into the word. Because God wants to speak to you. In Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. Powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The Word may challenge you. It may inspire you. It may counsel you. It may caution you. The Word is there to give you direction. You know, oftentimes when we go, well, you know, I want to hear from God, but we overlook the very tool that he gave us. We want to hear the voice, the audible voice of God when God has his written voice for all of humanity right here for us. We have access to it. We just have to plug into it. We have to connect to the word of God. I remember growing up, I had a pastor tell me, you will never be more spiritual than you are scriptural. You will never be more spiritual than you are scriptural, meaning you got to be in the Word. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you got to be in the Word because there is truth, there is promise. And when God speaks, what do you do with that? When God is saying something to you as you read through a passage, what do you do with that? How do you apply that to your life? What are your thoughts on that? I want to emphasize this to you. We need to learn to hear and identify the voice of God before crisis comes. Because when crisis comes... There may be a whole lot of voices coming and a whole lot of noise coming and a whole lot of distraction coming. And if you already know the voice of God, then you can kind of zone right into the Lord's voice and be like, okay, God, I got you. You got me. Okay, what are we saying? What are we doing? Where are we going? Learn to access God. One of the other ways that God speaks is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not your conscience. The Holy Spirit is not you having too much caffeine. The Holy Spirit is not your imagination. Because when the Holy Spirit is speaking, it's typically challenging us in some sort of a way. I've had moments in life where the Holy Spirit was challenging me and said, hey, I want you to go give that person $100. And and internally, I'm like, $100? First of all, I almost never have cash on me. Second of all, I'm like, can I give them $10? $100? Okay, God. There's other times I was at a gas station and there was a homeless person, and God said, You need to go pray for that person so they know that I love them. And I drove away. And then the Holy Spirit is like, What are you doing? I'm like, oh, Okay go back and i go up to this guy i never met in my life I, hey man can i can i pray for you the holy spirit has also provided me peace and comfort in a way that is unexplainable i have had people in my life who were close to me that go wait a second how are you not like distraught with anxiety and all these types of things that's happening there's so much going on in your life like how are you maintaining calm and i said because i have faith and i have peace God has given me peace about this. And no, I don't have the answers to how it's all going to work out and how it's all going to play out. But I know that God has given me peace. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. To bring calm into your life. There are some other ways that, the whole, that, that God will speak. He can speak to you in a dream. He can speak to you in a vision. Now, let me clarify A dream is not something that you have had right after you ate a four-day-old piece of pizza. Okay, or you had that extra spicy burrito. A dream is very identifiable when it's from the Lord. Write those things down when it comes. If God is speaking to you in that way, Write it down. I've had some moments in life where where God spoke to me in a certain way and and God told me that, okay, something's going to happen. It was a caution of something to come. I've had something else where God told me something about somebody so I could go minister to that person. The Lord speaks in a lot of different ways. We just have to learn his voice. Learn what he wants to say. In Habakkuk 2, verse 2, The last thing that we need to know is how to write. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Did you know what that word write means? It means to write. It means to record. It means to journal it down. And I know some of you are like, what? I got to write it down. Maybe that's not your thing. So I don't know, find, find a thing that works for you. I am not like, okay, I'm gonna write like paragraphs and paragraphs about my feelings and emotions. Like that's not who I am. I am like, bullet point, two words, bullet point. That's how I operate, okay? But whatever you're doing, just try something, try something because you know when you write it down, you can actually go look that up later. And be like, oh, yeah, I remember on August 18th when I did that, and, uh-huh, the Lord spoke to me. Or, oh, yeah, I started praying for that thing, and look, that was only a month ago. Or, look, I've been praying for that thing for five years. It's a record. If God is speaking to you, don't you want a record of that? I know some people who have gone at, like, lengths now, and now they, they take a Bible, and they go through a Bible for a couple of years, and then they're going to give that Bible to, to one of their kids when they grow up. And they write like notes and stuff in the margins of what God is speaking to them. I thought, that's so cool. I'm like, i got to get spiritual enough to do that someday. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that we just need to spend time with the Lord. We just need to learn to identify His voice. What do you do when you have heard from God? He gave you a direction, you started going in that direction and now you know, you don't know what to do next. You feel like God has gone silent and have you ever felt like that before? God said do this and you're like okay and you start going that direction and you have no idea what's happening, it's like okay God what am I going to do, How, I, I don't understand. When you feel like God has gone silent and he's given you a direction. Stay the course. Stay the course. Repeat to whatever direction he gave you and stay the course. If you are asking about something new and God has not given you an answer yet, my caution to you is just wait. Just wait until he gives you direction. Just wait until he says something to you. Then the other part of this is, did you know God sometimes will give you a direction? Be like, I want you to go there. Go there but he gets a little light on the details of how all that's gonna happen. God may say, okay, I want you to do that, and you're like, okay. You're like, well, what do I do right now? I want you to do that, and you're like, well, I don't know what the next steps are. My advice is to start walking in that direction. Start walking in that direction. If God has told you to do something, if he's asked you to forgive somebody, if he's asked you to trust him with your money, if he's asked you to go and just, you know, pray for somebody or, 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 or talk to that person at your, your your job, whatever it may be, he is trying to tell you to do something, do whatever the something is. Because this is what God does sometimes. God doesn't give you all the details because if he gives you all the details, then that means you do not have to have faith. God does not give you all the details because too many details equals not enough faith. And God is in the habit of growing our faith. Some people go, well, yeah, but why in those moments, those, why, why does it feel like God is silent? I read this quote. It goes something like this. When the teacher is giving a test, he's quiet. To see what you're you're gonna answer. When you're going through a test, maybe God's just being quiet so you can answer. When I was first starting out in ministry, I was about 21 years old. I just graduated and I I was looking for, for a job and And this church uh, at the time, the pastor had only been there about six months. The church was in a rough financial condition. It was just rough. And what was happening is basically like they were having to kind of reconstruct the DNA of who the church was. And there was no money. I remember having a conversation with this pastor. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Nick, this is where I want you to be. This is who I want you to learn under. I'm like, okay God so I go to the pastor and he's very upfront and he's like look I want you here but I cannot pay you anything and I'm like okay I don't know how I'm gonna make it but okay I remember praying about it and God just said trust me have faith and so I called the pastor and I said look God wants me there I I don't know how it's gonna work out but I just want to let you know that I'm coming about one week before I was supposed to arrive the pastor calls me and he's like you're not gonna believe what just happened he's like some random person just came in and gave the church a $20,000 offering and they're like, that's going to allow the church to pay off some stuff. And the church board now is saying, hey, we're going to take a, a step of faith and we're going to be able to pay you something. And it's not going to be a lot, but it'll be enough for a single guy to live. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take a step and move in the direction that God is calling you. And then he's going to give you the details a little bit later. Because he wants to see you take that step of faith. As I was praying this morning I was asking, God, what do you want to say to your people? And God gave me this image of an elderly gentleman sitting inside of like a coffee shop. There's two coffees by him and he's just waiting. He's waiting for you to come through that door. The coffee's ready for you. The conversation he wants to have for you is waiting for you. God wants to speak to you. He's waiting for you. You just gotta walk through the door. In a moment, we're gonna do something that might make some of you feel a little uncomfortable. We're just going to wait. We're going to spend some moments in silence. This isn't a time for somebody to to utter a a, a prophetic word or anything like this. This is a moment for you to commune with the Lord, for you to ask God, God, what do you want to speak to me right now? God, what about this situation? What about my relationship? What about my job or what about my health? Whatever it may be, God, what do you want to say to me? just allow God to speak because did you know that God cares for you that he loves you immensely, that he wants to speak to each and every one of you he's ready he's ready for you before we do that, I want to give an opportunity I'm going to ask that you would close your eyes for a moment, just for the sake of privacy, there may be some here today that you've stepped into this place. Maybe the word God or the word Jesus is totally unfamiliar to you, but right now there's something in your heart that's saying, I, I, I don't know what that guy's talking about, but I know I want that. And God is speaking to you right now. He wants a relationship with you. The very first step before you are hearing God on a daily basis is you have to invite God into your life. And so we're gonna take a moment right now to invite God into our lives. Church, I'm going to ask that you would just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Please forgive me. I need you. Speak to me, God. Show me the path that I am to take. In Jesus' name amen. If you just said that prayer, I'm telling you right now up in heaven, they are throwing a party for you. They are so excited that you have just given your life to the Lord. That's just the starting place. There's so much more to come, so much more to come. We're going to take the moment right now We're just going to spend some time waiting in the Lord. If you want to stand to your feet, you can. If you want to kneel, if you want to just raise your hands, however you need to, just respond to reach out to the Lord because the Lord wants to speak. God, I pray that right now that you would speak to your people. God, I pray that if there's anybody in this room that feels like they cannot hear from you, God, I pray that you would just overwhelm them with your presence. God, I pray that you would send your flood through your people at this moment. Just reach out to the Lord. appreciate you given those few moments. I believe God, specifically for a few people in this room, he wants you to know that he is proud of you and that he loves you. He sees right where you are, you're not alone. Trust him and have faith. God, I thank you for these moments that we've been able to spend together. God, I ask that we would leave this place today, God, with an overwhelming sense of urgency in our relationship with you and communing with you and and learning to listen to how you speak because, God, you have so much to say. I thank you, Lord, Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you were one of those few that, that raised your hand to, to accept the Lord today, we want to say thank you so much. We understand that this is just the beginning. It's not just a, hey, you say a prayer and then everything is changed. Like No, this, there's a journey that starts to take place. And we have a resource, it's called The Next Seven Days. And we would love to be able to give that to you. It is totally free. At the very end of service, there will be some uh, prayer teams that will be up here. They'll be able to pray with you. Or if you just want to grab it and just say, hey, can I have the book? They'll be happy to give that to you. If you're in a super hurry, right outside, right out before you go out the doors, there's another area that you can grab those books. And we just want to say thank you and welcome to the family. Can we give a big hand to everybody who just committed their hearts to the Lord? And give a hand for Pastor Zach as he comes on. Oh, come on. Let's
1: give Pastor Nick a hand for that message this morning. Awesome. We're going to honor God with our giving here in just a moment, but I really do believe that God has spoken to some people here today. Um, There's a few different ways that you can give, and we want to give everybody just a moment to kind of work that out. You can choose whichever option is best for you. If you're a guest with us this morning, please know there's never any pressure or compulsion to give. This is something that we do as a family, as a church family together. But as I was just sitting down there this morning and listening to everything that Pastor Nick shared, he said one specific thing that really stuck out to me today that I felt like God spoke to me about. And one interesting thing that he said was he said that when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he oftentimes will challenge us. And I just feel led to do this right now. I want to ask you a question. How many of you, when you are in church on a Sunday morning, when you're in the house of God, you'll feel like God compels you to do something? And even though it's a big decision, you feel like, I can do this. But then you walk out the door and you're like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does anybody ever have that happen to them? That happens to me all the time. Because there's something about being in the atmosphere of faith and in the presence of God where we're encouraged to take steps of faith, believing that God is going to meet us on the other side of that decision. And I was encouraged this morning because I thought about that exact same thing when it comes to our giving. Can I tell you something this morning? And I believe this might be for some of you today. Provision lies on the other side of decision. Provision always lies on the other side of decision. When it comes to our giving, that same principle always applies. God says, test me now in this and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven. So if we choose to honor God, to trust him at his word, we'll always see his provision and his blessing flow into our life. And I want to just take a moment to thank you so much for your faithfulness of giving, for your generosity as a church family. We are able to do what we do as a church because of a faithful God and faithful people who have responded to his word. So thank you for your tithes, for your offerings over and above that, that make a way for us as a church to do so much in our community, through our partnerships around the world. We're so grateful for your generosity you are an incredibly generous church and together we're making a difference so thank you again for giving today give in, in faith and in confidence right now our ushers are coming to receive the offering and i want to ask everybody could you please hang tight till the end of service just to honor our security and our ushers team so they can secure that we'll check out church news as we give this morning
2: good morning everyone and welcome to the bridge My name is Nicole and I wanna give you a very special welcome today. We hope that you enjoy your morning in church and that you and your family have a wonderful time with us. The summer heat is still here, but kids are heading back to school and we are gearing up for an exciting fall season. Here's a look at what's coming up in church life. We hope that you'll find your place and be a part of what God is doing here at The Bridge.
0: Our fall term of connect groups will be launching in September. If you are interested in building relationships here at The Bridge and growing spiritually in a community atmosphere, Connect Groups are the place for you. On Sunday, September 8th, our Connect Group Expo will be happening after both morning services. This is your opportunity to meet all of the group leaders and find the Connect Group that makes the most sense for you. So make your plans to be here on Sunday, September 8th and get plugged into a Connect Group this fall at
1: The Bridge this month we will be having worship and prayer night on wednesday august 28th at 7 pm these nights are significant as we come together to press into god encounter his presence and pray for god to move in our lives and the world around us if you have a strong desire to experience more of god's presence or you have needs in your life that you want god get involved in we invite you to come to worship and prayer night again it's happening Wednesday August 28th at 7 p.m. bridge kids will also be happening for all kids infant through fifth grade so make your plans to be here for worship and prayer night if you are new to the bridge and looking to get connected or find out how you can make the bridge your home church we invite you to come to connecting point connecting point is where you go to learn more about the history heart mission and vision of the bridge church But more importantly, it's where you go to find out where you fit in. The next Connecting Point is coming up on Sunday, September 1st during the 1130 service. If you'd like to come, just sign up at the Info Center before you go today. You can also sign up on our website, thebridgechurch.tv or through the Bridge app. So be sure to join us at Connecting Point and let us help you get connected.
2: Are new to The Bridge, we want to personally invite you to stop by the Info Center before you go today. Take a few minutes to come and say hi. Our team would love to meet you and help you get connected in the church. They can also answer any questions that you might have about the church. For more general info and to stay up to date, be sure to check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. You can also stay plugged in by downloading the Bridge app. Just text the keywords, the bridge church app." to 77977. Thanks again for spending your morning with us. Have a wonderful Sunday.
1: Awesome. Hey, thank you again so much for being here this morning. It was awesome spending the morning with you. We hope you have a great day. We hope you have an awesome week. But finally, if the Lord spoke something to you this morning, if he gave you instruction, if he told you your next steps, hey, go out and do it. Be obedient and see that our God is faithful. Amen. Awesome. Have a great day. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday.